Oprah clapped her hands as if having one of her famous aha moments and said, that is so interesting that you would say, if I had been braver, I would have just cried. Because oftentimes crying is perceived as the weak thing to do. She then asked O'Donnell why crying would have been braver than yelling and screaming and saying hurtful words. O'Donnell's response illustrates the principles in this chapter better than anything I could hope to say. She said, Because then you're vulnerable. Then the authentic feeling that I had, which was pain and hurt and rejection, would have come out. Instead, as she told Oprah, she put on the same armor she'd chosen to protect herself since she was a child. She shielded her vulnerability and masked her hurt feelings with anger. Consider the last time you were in an argument with your spouse. Hold that thought for a brief moment, but don't allow yourself to become angry all over again. Now that you have the thought in your mind, let's talk about the argument. What was the exact thing that set you off? I'm talking about what you felt, not what you discussed. What was your original emotion in that moment? Was it hurt, fear, sadness, disappointment, insecurity? What portion of your underbelly was exposed? When we become angry enough to begin arguing, we allow the original emotion, which would expose our vulnerability, to be covered up by a more aggressive, defensive response. Rather than exposing the softer side of ourselves, we put up shields and pull out our verbal swords and begin swinging. We swing left, we swing right, aimlessly out of control and missing the target every time. Yes, we may slice and dice the hearts of our spouses, but we miss the mark because we've not dealt with the true emotion we're feeling. Avoid arguments by being vulnerable. Gerald and Kelly moved to California from Kelly's hometown in Nebraska to pursue Gerald's dream of being a radio broadcaster. In the new city, Kelly felt like a fish out of water. People didn't speak to her at the grocery store, and she couldn't find any playdates for her baby girl, Ella. All the women seemed to eat nothing but celery and carrot sticks, while Kelly was a steak-and-potatoes kind of girl. She was miserable in California. She wanted to move back home where her family and friends lived. Within a month of moving to the big city, Kelly and Gerald began fighting nonstop. They fought about everything, from the amount of groceries she was purchasing—it seemed to Gerald that she was storing up for the winter—to how considerate he was of her feelings. She accused him of not appreciating all the efforts she was putting into living in this new city. Throughout all the arguments, Gerald thought Kelly was just whining, nagging, and complaining. He felt unsupported. Kelly thought Gerald was incapable of understanding how she felt because he got to leave every day and pursue his dream job. Kelly didn't realize that Gerald was scared out of his mind. He feared they'd made a huge mistake and he wouldn't be able to support his family in this big city. So he buried himself in his job, trying to make ends meet. Gerald failed to understand that Kelly was lonely, insecure, and longing for the safety of the world she'd always known. Gerald was scared. Kelly was lonely, yet they both covered their vulnerability with anger and insults. This was not their intention. It is simply what seemed to come naturally. Most of us are taught from an early age that arguing is normal. Getting mad is how couples communicate when upset. We are shown how to guard our true feelings and emotions by protecting our hearts. We learn that it's better to go on the offensive than to find ourselves exposed. The problem with all this is that the behavior leads to blind conversations. Kelly didn't know what Gerald was going through, and Gerald had no clue about Kelly's true feelings. Years later, Keith and I were saddened to hear that this once-loving couple, whose wedding we'd flown to Nebraska to attend, had come to an end. The damage to their marriage during those California years of strife proved to be irreparable.
Paying attention to the original emotion and thus remaining in a place of vulnerability is the crux of averting arguments. I realize this is much easier said than done. I am a debater by nature. I grew up arguing and challenging anyone who had an opinion that opposed mine. But for whatever reason, I strove to remain vulnerable with my husband at all times. I still struggle with this principle when it comes to other people, but I don't see that as a bad thing. I don't think vulnerability should be shown to everyone, just to the ones I trust the most, especially my husband. Move forward together with your spouse. When transitioning to a relationship of peace and harmony, you need to let your spouse know what you are doing. This is the reason it is so important that both you and your spouse desire an argument-free marriage. I suggest you